0: The accounting firm of Haynes, Eisenberger, and Skiba presents the 24th College Football Hall of Fame season of Fighting Irish Preview. And now the Banditos fresh made daily kickoff with your host, Phil Halk.
1: Notre Dame and South Florida have only matched up one other time in history. And this week, two N.D. memories will converge into an interesting storyline as the Irish look to go to 2-0. From 2005 to 2009, Charlie Weiss was the head coach at Notre Dame, and his young son, Charlie Weiss Jr., very visibly roamed the sidelines next to his father. Immersed in the coaching world from a very young age, Charlie Weiss Jr. has now quickly worked his way up in the coaching ranks himself and has developed a reputation a bit like his father's, that of an offensive football savant. This week, he will enter Notre Dame Stadium again, this time as a 27-year-old offensive coordinator for South Florida. And that brings us to the convergence of two N.D. football memories. Because in 2011, another young coach, also the son of a former head coach, entered Notre Dame Stadium to take on the Irish. In 2011, Brian Kelly opened his second season at N.D. against South Florida, coached by former Notre Dame player for his father, Lou, Skip Holtz. That day, N.D. was a 10-point favorite. Dane Chris started at quarterback but was so ineffective that the Irish went into the locker room trailing 16-0. to And then things got really crazy because severe weather was bearing down on the campus. The officials ordered the stadium evacuated. The first ever weather-related delay in the history of Notre Dame Stadium ensued. The delay lasted two hours and ten minutes. When the Irish finally returned to the field, they had switched quarterbacks, and Tommy Reese took over for Crist. Reese managed 24-34, good for 296 yards in two quarters of play, and got the score to 23-14. To and then the severe weather returned. With 4:21 left in the game, the stadium was again evacuated. This time, the delay lasted 43 minutes. When the teams finally returned, Reese managed a score late on a Michael Floyd touchdown pass to pull the Irish within three, but an onside kick attempt failed and South Florida ran out the clock to secure the upset win for Skip Holtz. The game had lasted five hours and 59 minutes. This week, the Irish will look to exercise memories of that long day nine years ago and a young head coach by the name of Charlie Weiss will be looking to create some memories of his own. Banditos with three Fort Wayne locations, Dale, Georgetown, and Glenbrook Commons. Banditos is fresh, made daily. Now, stay tuned for Fighting Irish Insight from America's foremost authority on Notre Dame football, Tim Priester, senior editor of irishillustrated.com. After these words from Haynes, Eisenbarger, and Skiba, McCulloch Auctioneers, and Flight by Yingling. Only 2.6 grams of carbs and 95 calories. Raise the bar. This is Fighting Irish Preview.
2: The University of Notre Dame exemplifies dedication to hard work, integrity, and personal values which result in success in the classroom and on the football field. The professionals at Haynes, Eisenbarger, and Skiba, like Notre Dame, know the same dedication. And their experience and ability provides peace of mind. Combining local expertise with access to national and international experts through their affiliation with BDO, the fifth largest accounting firm in the world. Tax planning, tax compliance, auditing, business valuation, and estate planning. The full-service accounting firm of Haynes, Eisenbarger, and Skiba, like the Irish, has what it takes to help you achieve success. Located in Fort Wayne near Jefferson Point, Haynes, Eisenbarger, and Skiba proudly supports Notre Dame football and congratulates all those who are a part of the greatest tradition in all of sports. Go Irish!
3: This is Art Salzberg. I don't endorse everybody, but I've found a company that I think provides a great service. The company is Shearer McCulloch, and what they do is targeted specifically for seniors, people who may be thinking about downsizing and are overwhelmed by the thought of what it's going to take. Shearer McCulloch will pack you up, move you, and then sell your house and everything that's left. Now that's the most comprehensive relocation service anywhere and what I call in sports terms covering all the bases. Sharon McCulloch uses an international auction platform to make sure your possessions are seen by the right buyers. They're looking to get top dollar from people who have an interest in the special treasures you've collected over the years. Sharon McCulloch is A-plus rated by the Better Business Bureau and highly recommended by leading retirement communities and law firms. If Sharon and I decide to make a change in lifestyle, we'll be calling Sharon McCulloch at 441 441- 8636. That's four four one eighty six thirty six. 8636 We trust them, and we know they'll make things easy and profitable.
4: Introducing Flight by Yingling, the next generation of light beer. For those who don't follow trends, but craft them. Flight by Yingling is 12 ounces of uncompromised refreshment from America's oldest brewery. With only 2.6 grams of carbs and 95 calories, this is premium refreshment, six generations in the making. Don't so just raise a glass, raise the bar. Flight by Yingling, now available wherever beer is sold. Fiji, Yingling & Son Incorporated, Pottsville, Pennsylvania. Please enjoy responsibly.
1: Now back to Fighting Irish Preview with your host, Phil Halk. Well, Tim Priester, so what was your first COVID experience like in the stadium? And did the ND slow start last Saturday kind of remind you of last year's season opener at Louisville?
0: Well, it was quiet in Notre Dame. Uh, d- definitely quiet. It's it's unusual to to walk up to the entrance of the the press box a couple hours before kickoff and and to not have really anybody around you. And then in the press box, instead of about twenty to twenty five people per half row, there are four. <laughs> so, <laughs> plenty of elbow room in uh, Notre Dame Stadium press box. No doubt, no doubt about that. But uh, you know, once they kick off. And once the scoreboard gets going and the student body was spread out a little bit, they, believe me, there were times where when Notre Dame was struggling, it was very, very quiet in that stadium. But it's still, this is something that I that I said leading up to the season. It's like watching Major League Baseball or NBA basketball. I mean, it, it's still athletic competition. And once they start the game, uh, you forget about some of those other things. You, you understand and recognize the peripheral differences. Uh, and then as far as it being like last year's Uh, Louisville game, well, you know, Louisville's offense is a lot more potent, although Chase Bryce makes a significant difference for Duke and and certainly will throughout the season. He gives them a fighting chance to score points. But, you know, when you start the season with three straight three and outs um, and you've been waiting for some good news to come your way regarding Notre Dame football, it's a little bit disappointing. But, hey, after that, Phil, uh, 441 yards total offense – Three touchdowns, two field goals, uh, you know, another red zone opportunity that was squandered. And the defense, you know, rose to the occasion as it usually does under Clark Lee. So it, it, it worked out. It's just that first impression wasn't very good.
1: Well, and in, in the play that arguably, Tim, flipped the momentum of the game, in fact, not arguably at all, it flipped the momentum in the game. And of course, I'm talking about the fake punt, and I want to talk about that play. Uh, and here's here was the situation in the game. You know it, I know it. Backed up at your own twenty-one. Fourth and eight early in the second quarter, you trail three to nothing and you call a fake punt. Now I I've been around this game a long time. I I have one one thousandth of the credentials of Brian Kelly, but I'll say two things. I was completely fooled by the call, and in two million years I would never have had the guts to make that call. In fact to this day, I would say it was a bad call, even though it worked. What were your thoughts?
0: Well, it was risky. I wasn't. I certainly wasn't anticipating it. But uh, what do they say? That's why he gets paid the big bucks. You bet. That, that, that is a big bucks decision. There's no doubt about that. And if you don't, you know, if you fail, you're putting it on your defense to hold them, and now you're down six nothing, and you can live with that. But if Chase Price connects with somebody, you're down ten nothing. You're into the second quarter, and it's uh, a little bit riskier. But uh, great call, great execution. It's my understanding that Duke didn't get their 11th man on the field until, you know, right before the snap of the football, so that helped. Jay Bramlett is a pretty good athlete. It was clearly well blocked by the three personal protectors, especially Dylan Gibbons, the backup offensive guard. So uh, uh, risky decision, great decision, uh, great blocking, uh, great execution, great run by the punter. So with so many positive things happening, I guess that that wasn't as risky we'll we'll, we'll, we'll take it,
1: but I still wouldn't have called it. And I, I, I really appreciated Brian Kelly's answer after the game when asked about what his thought process was. He said his thought process was, it better work. And it did, and it sure flipped the momentum. And another guy that had something to do with that uh, all day long, uh, a breakout game for Kyron Williams. Uh, over 100 yards rushing 90 over 90 receiving and that last happened uh for a Notre Dame player 36 years ago uh Tim now that you've seen him and uh act, now you've seen him actually do it on a Saturday assess kyron williams and can you compare him to any other Notre Dame back
0: well he's, he's you know he was really really good and and what you love is his aggressiveness his tenacity his desire uh his toughness you know he's not a very big kid he changed his body since last year and had he not done that i do not believe that he would have uh, put himself in the position that he was to be the starter in the opener nor do i think that he would have played like he did on on saturday uh who does he remind me of wow um whew. Uh, I, I, do you have somebody in mind phil i think you i do when you ask that well but, you
1: know you know the only guy i could think of really tim and and then i wasn't i kind of backed off on it but i he reminds me a bit of Tony Jones Jr. last year, at least stature-wise, they're similar size. Uh, you know, they, it looks like he can catch the ball, and I, it, it, I think it, it does defy in some ways. There's not a great comparison, and maybe that's a good, good thing.
0: Yeah, I don't think he's as big as Tony Jones, which I, which I think works to his advantage. I caught the ball really well. Yeah, you said 36 years. Uh, that was Ellen Pinkett, 1983, right. where he. 100 yards rushing and more than 90 yards uh, receiving. And I think you're going to see him catch the football. eye. remember last year he put himself in position to play as a true freshman, largely because of his ability to catch the football. But, again, he changed his body. He cut 10 pounds, uh, has become quicker. He's not, you know, we've always said he's not really, really fast. And he did. he was caught on that 75-yarder. But I bet he wouldn't have been caught if they completed that other screen pass to him, which was way wide open, and he really would have had a big day. He would have had 300 yeah. yards of offense at that point.
1: Yeah, he had nothing but green in front of him and, and three big blockers to to carry him into the uh, end zone on that uh, on that particular play. But it, the execution wasn't quite there. All right, let's talk receiver, uh, tight end position. Uh, I liked Tommy Tremble; played pretty well. <laughs> Freshman Michael Mayer made some big plays. Uh, Baby Gronk, as he was uh, nicknamed, I think, uh, during the game by uh, by Tony Dungy, uh, new on the on the broadcast. Uh, junior wideout Joe Wilkins, four catches for forty four yards, stepped up. But Tim, right now, uh, there are issues with the receiving core and. With injuries and everything else because I don't know who's going to stretch the field and that's something that's going to be necessary and I think there's probably that you can talk about a short-term solution to that problem and a long-term solution go ahead
0: well the short term is that that Braden Lindsay moves back into the starting lineup this week he's been bothered by a hamstring but he had a good week of practice and we all know what he's capable of doing speed wise uh, loved what Avery Davis did, uh, two receptions, two significant receptions, a strong battling touchdown grab uh, in the end zone for Notre Dame's last score. Michael Mayer, good Lord. <laughs> I hope he doesn't turn pro by this weekend because he's that good. And, and the, long-term, the, the long-term solution is Kevin Austin. Brian Kelly commented on him this week. The six-week re- six report is good. They'll test him again uh, in two weeks. And at that point, he will uh, be given an opportunity to uh, or should be given an opportunity to anticipate to practice and how long it takes to get him back, maybe Florida State, uh, maybe the following week against Louisville. But we know what he's capable of doing, too. Fifth metatarsal is a tough injury. You can always suffer a relapse with that. But there are some solutions there. The first piece to the puzzle coming back into it, Joe Wilkins did a great job, too. Uh, is Braden Lindsey back in the starting line.
1: Yeah, and I was surprised, uh, really, with Joe Wilkins's best uh, – uh, the only the only real action where we've seen him live, and he's a little bit bigger and longer than I thought he would be, and I was impressed by his effort. Uh, let's talk about defense, Tim. Uh, in a typical kind of a trademark Clark Lee, Lee day, uh, a little progress uh, d- for Duke in the first half. They gained 246 yards in that first half. But Clark Lee, as, as typical – By the second half, they gained a total of 88. He just seems to figure it out and and puts the the brakes on anything anybody wants to try and do against him. The mark of a great coach. Uh, Kyle Hamilton, seven tackles. He was everywhere before he suffered his ankle injury, and we'll talk about that later. Isaiah Foskey at defensive end. First sack wreaked other havoc, and grad transfer cornerback Nick McLeod. I want to talk about him. I really like what I saw from McLeod, and you wrote about him this week after he talked to the media. Uh, tell us a little bit about his background and what he brings to the Irish.
0: Well, he was at NC State. He's from Rock Hill, South Carolina, which is where uh uh all pro uh, cornerback for the Patriots is from it's also where Jeff Burris great uh, Notre Dame safety slash uh, red Zone running back is from and I loved it when I first saw his film out of North NC State I mean I didn't I didn't know about him Nordam hadn't played yeah, Dame had played against him in 2017 I want to say uh but but we, we didn't know exactly what he had to offer he is a press coverage, strong, good-sized cornerback, competitive with every snap of the football that came his way. Love what he's doing. Kyle Hamilton, you know, he had seven tackles in two quarters in a couple of minutes. Uh, he is just everywhere and is a difference maker Anytime you throw the football anywhere on the field that he can reach, which is a good portion of it. And then Isaiah Foskey isn't a complete surprise. He took advantage of a couple opportunities. He had three quick quarterback pressures two of which he was not even blocked on, I would dare say that there aren't going to be too many times moving moving forward where the opposing team doesn't account for Isaiah Foskey.
1: Yeah, but when they account for him, that opens up things for other players. And his performance was great. And uh, I really liked the performance overall of the entire defensive line. And I think the pass rush is going to be every bit as good as it was uh, last year. Uh, Chase Bryce, I thought, and before we move on from last week, I want to talk a bit about him. Uh, 20 for 37, 259 yards. I was impressed by him. I thought he was uh, tough under pressure, showed a lot of poise. What's your thoughts about Chase Bryce?
0: yeah he's big too 6'3 235 took some shots i know he took a pretty pretty much a helmet to the the upper chest from kyle hamilton on a blitz yeah i think he was well i mean let's let's be real here he was the most poised quarterback of the two um and and i you know he has his weapons are not established although a few guys made some plays yeah I, i think you know, from what I'm told, David Cutcliffe came out of that game and is very, very optimistic of where Duke is headed because they have some key defensive players. There's no doubt about that. But Chase Bryce gives them an opportunity to win games. that They, they didn't have that answer last year at quarterback.
1: Yeah, I think Duke fans are going to be very happy with Chase Bryce. Uh, Charlie Weiss, Jr., big story this week. uh, uh Returning to the stadium where he stood next to his father for many years as a, as an adolescent and then as a as a teenager, high school, uh, has made really an amazing rise through the coaching ranks. Uh, you you did a really nice piece on Charlie Weiss Jr. this week on irishillustrated.com. dot uh, com. Just talk about uh, what this really means to Charlie Weiss coming back and and what what. He has accomplished at a very young age in the coaching profession.
0: It will be his first time in Nordham Stadium since he was sixteen years old and his father was coaching his last game and pretty much knowing that he was about to get fired. So there there's some bittersweet memories uh, for for a teenage kid who was, you know, a bit awkward at at that age, growing into growing into his body, growing into himself, knowing the camera was on him. You could see his uneasiness with it. But in those last eleven years, this uh, very high IQ young, uh, high IQ young man has had opportunities, some that were opened up by his father. But at a certain point, when when you start rubbing elbows with Bill Belichick and and Nick Saban, and then all of the the pedigree coaches that those two guys have developed, you know, at, at a certain point, they stop giving it, giving their old buddy uh, opportunities for their son, and he's earned it. He's an excellent. Offensive coordinator. He's developed his his own style. It's very much up tempo. Uh, you know, a lot of positive feedback from those that have been around him about how he relates to people. Even though he's young in age, in some respects, it helps him because he is closer in age. But you know, I knew Charlie when he was a young teenager trying to be a baseball player. He developed a good left-handed swing. He still had to, you know, change his body, which he eventually did, and played high school football his senior year in uh, in Kansas City. And he's just—he's a, a neat kid. I'm pulling for him. I—I I, I think that he's going to have his hands full of Clark Lee this weekend, but I think they'll—he'll—he he will catch Notre Dame's attention as well. He's a good, a really good offensive coordinator, who has a great future as a coordinator and as a head coach. He'll be a head coach in his early thirties. He has that kind of makeup.
1: Well, the kid is legit, and uh, it, it was a great background piece on IrishIllustrated.com. I suggest that folks. Uh, Look for that and read it and enjoy it. Uh, Tim, one quick hit before we wrap this up. Comments on the Big Ten announcing that they have now reversed their decision and will start play next week, or I should say next month. What are your thoughts?
0: Well, I'm glad. I think it's good for college football. I'm not sure that their original decision had to be made when it was made, and now things get very, very complicated with them starting what is, in essence, six weeks after the ACC and SEC – well, not the SEC, but – uh, the Big 12. So um, we're going There's there's going to be some negotiating going on because you know, if the Big 10 comes back and a Pac 12 will do the same thing, they'll try to incorporate it all into one.
1: Okay. Thanks, Tim. Coming up, it's the all time Irish hero, key to an Irish victory, injury report, and the world famous Irish Illustrated prediction. And during the break, it's the Fighting Irish Fact of the Week brought to you by Ron Wise and the Wise Insurance Agency. This is the 341st edition of. Fighting Irish Preview.
2: Shine a little light into my room, oh, I'm sure the morning sun can eliminate my gloom. If it shine a little light into my room, all I want is some sunshine, sunshine, shining through these windows of mine, and I want it to be easy, easy, you
3: choice. Treat each house as if it was your own. Our mission statement at Bushy's Windows Doors and Remodeling. Hi, I'm Jim Bushy. At Bushy's, we're proud of our home improvement products that we offer, and we are even more proud of the award-winning installers who will come to your home. Right now, take advantage of our 12-month 0% interest payment plan, and estimates are always free. So call Bushy's at 456-1247, stop into our showroom, or check out Bushy'sFW.com. Bushy's Windows Doors and Remodeling. Your clear choice
2: your clear choice is pushy your clear choice is pushy
1: listen to that crowd roar art The Aspen Mortgage Team has just hit the field, and the crowd has gone crazy. Phil, why does this crowd love Aspen so much? Well, Art, with more than 20 years in the mortgage business, Aspen is a dynasty. And with all that experience, these crafty veterans can personalize a mortgage for each customer's financial situation. So you always get the best loan program and interest rate, and the Aspen Mortgage Team plays with a lot of class. What do you mean? Well friendly personal service you can trust a plus rating with the better business bureau and art they'll go into overtime by working the weekends and they aren't afraid to go on the road they make house calls
3: phil i can see why the aspen mortgage team is so popular wait what's the crowd
1: chanting now one, four, Art, it's the Aspen six, four, phone number. Four, eight, six, For all your mortgage needs, 486-LOAN is the number to remember. Or visit them on the web at aspenmortgageco.com. Aspen Mortgage, a proud supporter of Notre Dame football.
2: Say hello to financial freedom. Aspen Mortgage, the one people know and trust.
1: The Fighting Irish Back of the Week is brought to you by our friends at the Wise Insurance Agency. Notre Dame has now won seven consecutive games, the second longest streak among Power 5 schools. Call Ron Wise at the Wise Insurance Agency or go to thewiseinsuranceagency.com and get an auto or home quote in less than five minutes.
4: Introducing Flight by Yingling, the next generation of light beer for those who don't follow trends but craft them. Flight by Yingling is 12 ounces of uncompromised refreshment from America's oldest brewery. With only 2.6 grams of carbs and 95 calories, this is premium refreshment six generations in the making. Don't just raise a glass, raise the bar. Flight by Yingling. Now available wherever beer is sold. D.G. Yingling and Sun Incorporated. Pottsville, Pennsylvania. Please enjoy
3: responsibly.
1: Selling or buying a house? In the real estate game, it's results that matter and in Fort Wayne, Dan Schneider of Century 21 Bradley has built a reputation as a realtor you can trust to achieve the best results and he'll do it with a friendly personal touch. So put Dan's years of experience to work. Call Dan Schneider of Century 21 Bradley at 312-1479 or visit him on the web at danschneiderhomes.com. That's Dan Schneider at 312-1479. Your call for real estate results. Now back to Fighting Irish Preview with your host, Phil Halk. This is Fighting Irish Preview, the number seven Irish take on the South Florida Bulls this week. TV coverage on the USA Network starts at 2.30 p.m. South Bend time and it's now time for the all-time Irish hero. Brought to you by the marina at Lake Gage. Chris Craft, Master and Premier Pontoons we share your boating passion. And this week we start a new series, The Great Wide Receivers of the Modern Era. First up, Jack Snow. Snow was a seldom-used wide receiver entering his senior year at Notre Dame in 1964. And then Era Parsegian came to town. Before spring practice started, Snow and John Hewitt, a quarterback also languishing on the depth chart, met with the new coach and told him that they were the best quarterback-wide receiver combination on campus. Era took note, and during spring ball, they both won starting jobs. And in 1964, the Irish came within a disputed holding call of winning a national championship. Hewitt won the Heisman Trophy, and Snow became a consensus All-American by setting single-season school records for receptions, touchdowns, and receiving yards. Tim is proof of just how dominant Jack Snow was in 1964 and important he was to John Hewitt winning the Heisman. That season, he caught more than 50% of the completed passes on the
0: team. Well, that's an incredible number, and the Hewitt-to-Snow connection, that's what got it really started, uh, the the modern-day passing game at Notre Dame under Eric Parsegian, because then in short order came hand ready to Seymour, and then Theismann to Gatewood. And yet in 1973, when Notre Dame won the national title, they still rushed for 350 yards per game. So uh, testament to Eric Parsegian's versatility, but yeah, Hewitt-to-Snow, that's what got it all started.
1: Well, and you just mentioned a couple of guys we'll be talking about in the coming weeks. Uh, some great wide receivers from the 60s and 70s. And, of course, we'll be working our way into the 80s, 90s, and, and of course, the Brian Kelly era as well. Jack Snow, another Marina at Lake Gage all-time Irish hero. The Marina at Lake Gage, we love boats. And it's now time for the Aspen Mortgage Key to an Irish Victory. Tim, the South Florida Bulls finished 4-8 a year ago and cleaned their coaching staff house. Clemson offensive coordinator Jeff Scott takes over as head coach, and the two new coordinators will include 27-year-old Charlie Weiss Jr. The Bulls opened last week with a 27-6 win over the Citadel. And for several reasons, it's difficult to learn a lot from that game. First of all, Citadel runs a triple option, so the defensive looks we uh, were very unconventional. Secondly, three of USF's offensive linemen didn't play, but should be back this week. And third, two quarterbacks split time for the Bulls, and they have very different styles. Sophomore quarterback Jordan McLeod looks to be the passer, and grad transfer Noah Johnson, a bit more athletic, he is the runner, and both played a lot. Sophomore Kelly Joyner led the running attack with 87 yards on just eight carries but also look for 5 foot 5, 172 pound sophomore Johnny Ford to get involved. He wears number 1 and last week ran for 71 yards on 9 carries. Threats to catch the football will be juniors Bryce Miller and Randall Saint Felix, who are last week's top receivers, but look for the ball to be spread around Last week, 11 different players caught passes. On defense, seven starters return. Two players to keep an eye on are junior linebackers Dwayne Boyles and Antonio Greer. Boyles led the team in tackles a year ago, and Greer led them in tackles last week. Charlie Weiss Jr. is known for his hyper-tempo offense and substitutes constantly to keep his players fresh. And you know coming back to Notre Dame means something extra to him and his family. Other than that... With an all-new coaching staff, unsettled quarterback situation, missing players, and the first game having been against triple option, there are just a lot of unknowns here. What is the Aspen mortgage key to an Irish victory?
0: It's a a preparation nightmare for Notre Dame with all these variables, new head coach, new coordinators, all the things that you mentioned, Phil, in addition to their first game was against the Citadel, so you know virtually nothing about their defense because the Citadel runs triple option. So uh, a a lot going on here, Um, you know, but I think it all starts with uh, Notre Dame handling tempo. If they can handle tempo, I think that'll open things up for them. Offensively, I think USF is really going to struggle with Notre Dame's offense. So if you handle tempo, uh, you get that offense off the field, then I think Notre Dame's ground game can really take over.
1: Okay. Handle that Charlie Weiss Jr. hyper-tempo offense. That is Tim Priester's Aspen Mortgage key to an Irish victory. And Tim Priester, who is this week's Aspen Mortgage key player for the Irish?
0: Safety Kyle Hamilton is listed as day-to-day. I think they would really, really like to see if they could move forward without having to use him or use him extensively either way he's not going to play the the whole game Sean Crawford's the other starting safety I think it's DJ Brown who we saw uh, called into action last week after Hamilton was injured kind of a spotty performance I know it's a guy that they like he understands what they're doing defensively and helps get people lined up but he missed a couple tackles and is still a bit vulnerable because as uh, you may remember he came in as a cornerback to Notre Dame so DJ Brown Uh, will be on the spot with some other guys filling in.
1: Okay, safety DJ Brown uh, in place of Kyle Hamilton probably for much of the game this week. That is your Aspen Mortgage key Irish player this week. Aspen Mortgage. For all your mortgage needs, call 486-LOAN. And it's now time for the injury report brought to you by Indiana Physical Therapy. Your choice for physical therapy now with 20 Indiana locations. Uh, him. so how do the Irish stand health-wise going into game two?
0: Well, most of the focus is on uh, the wide receiver core. Ben Skoranek is out. That's what allowed Joe Wilkins his opportunities last week. Braden Lindsey, who had a hamstring, Skoranek has a hamstring as well. Lindsey should be back in action. And then the news this week about Kevin Austin and when he might be back. So the focus this week is, is pretty much on the receiving core. Uh, you lose Skoranek, but you get Lindsey back
1: okay well it'll be good to get Lindsay back because we talked about the need to uh, stretch the field and i think he can do it thanks tim and that is the indiana physical therapy injury report and it's now time for the world famous irish illustrated prediction brought to you by irish com. tim priester vegas says the irish by 26 what does america's foremost authority say
0: Well, as I mentioned before, Phil, I think Nording runs the football here. Uh, Two of South Florida's best defensive linemen that they feel like they've ever had. They lost both of those guys. They gave up 209 yards rushing and four and a half yards per carry. Uh, They gave up 45 sacks with their offensive line last year. So, you know, I know Jeff Scott uh, brought in a good crew, both the coordinators from Florida Atlantic, as a matter of fact, Glenn Spencer, on the defensive side of the ball. With uh, Clark Lee defense, you kind of start at 17 points and either work your way down a few points or maybe a few more than that. But I think Charlie Weiss's offense, they, they've got speed at, at the skill positions, but I think Charlie uh, Weiss's offense is going to struggle against Clark Lee and Nordain's going to want it. Ian Book's going to have a better day. I thought last week's over under was too low. Um, or I should say too high, and this week I, I think the over-under is too low. I like Notre Dame 44, South Florida 14.
1: 44-14 to 14 in favor of the Irish. That is Tim Priester's world-famous Irish-Illustrated prediction. Uh, Tim, the Irish have better athletes, and much like last week, if nothing else, they're going to wear the Bulls down. And I expect to see improvements as well from Week 1 to Week 2, and I think the defense is poised to create some turnovers, and cause South Florida some problems. That said, I still have a hunch that Charlie Weiss Jr. will find a way to score some points. I'm going to pick Notre Dame 37, South Florida 14. Thanks, Tim. Thanks, Phil. Go Irish, and thanks for listening to Fighting Irish Preview. Special thanks to Jim Shovlin, Art Salzberg, and studio producer Adam Schenkel. Fighting Irish Preview is the copyrighted property of Judge Phil Productions.